Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Lindsay. And this is the Hideaway Podcast, episode 78. Settantoto. That's Italian. Hey, everyone. Crazy times in the world coming at you from uh, our self-quarantine in Brooklyn and one of the epicenters of the coronavirus pandemic, New York City being one of it. Although, of course, at the moment, today is March 17th. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Everything is still changing yeah. hour to hour, day to day. But we figured we'd come at you with a podcast to enjoy while you were also, I hope, stuck at home <laughs> looking for something to do or something to listen to. Yeah, it feels very strange, doesn't it, to be in New York. So I think we could start by talking about kind of like our experience and what we went through this past few days. Um, but... As some of you know, we have a an off-Broadway dance show that is in New York City in Manhattan. Called Beyond Babel. Called Beyond Babel. And it's at a 150-seat theater on Washington Square Park right next to NYU. Uh, and Josh and I actually taught a, or were guest speakers at a Columbia class on Monday this past, uh, a week ago. And that was our first experience of, uh, you can't come to campus. We were closed. Uh, we think a teacher has a coronavirus, so we're doing a Zoom class meeting. Um, and then we were supposed to also speak at a New York uh, NYU class on Friday, this past Friday, which was also canceled on Tuesday. And that was kind of the tip off of like, yeah, things are, you know, things are getting canceled. Things are getting canceled. And so Wednesday night we went to bed Um with kind of the idea that maybe something was going to happen, maybe we'd have to shut down the show for a bit. And we woke up Thursday morning early, of course, because neither of us slept, um, to a bit of a tip-off that the Broadway League was meeting, an emergency meeting at noon. And the Broadway League is a group of managers, producers, general managers. Theater owners. Theater owners who all work on shows on Broadway. And they kind of are the governing force of mainly Broadway, but I think Off-Broadway takes the lead from them. So we kind of wanted to see what they would do. And then around 2 or 3 o'clock, we got word that Cuomo was shutting down and de Blasio was shutting down all um, theaters of capacity of 500 or more starting at 5 p.m. on Thursday. Cuomo is the governor of New York and uh, de Blasio is the mayor. And obviously shutting down any venues of 500 or more instantly shuts down Broadway. Um, and the sort of side rule to that was if you have less than 500, you have to go to 50 percent capacity. On Friday. As of Friday. So we had one more show on Thursday night that we could do. And then we had to shut down um, starting Friday. It's a very surreal um, show that one on Thursday night because everybody in the audience, I think, and on stage knew this could be the last time we see any kind of live performance for 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. Who knows still? Well, also, I mean, the, imp- the implement of this rule for Broadway at literally no notice meant that the opening of Six the Musical was totally canceled. It was supposed to be Thursday night. There was a preview starting off Broadway that our lighting designer also lit, and that just is done because their run is all of March. Um, so I think like it affects the entertainment industry in a way that um, 
I don't think you really understand until it happens. No, I mean, basically everything has since shut down. So all the Broadway shows are down. All of the basically, if it's a show, it's it's closed in New York. And I feel like most people listening to this will have already already know that. Yeah, I think the, you know, like Thursday night was. I was crying because I was just like, wow, like, when am I going to get to be in a room with all, uh, with all people watching a live performance again? I mean, it was, and there was a lot of shows that, because they couldn't go on, came to see Babel because we were, like, the only show still open that night. And it was a, it was an experience I won't ever forget. No, certainly not. And, you know, the rest of the uh, the nation and the world followed suit quite closely. Obviously, uh, as of today... You know, Italy and France and and England and various other European nations have joined America and the Asian ones of basically banning all live performance, going out to restaurants, going out to nightclubs. Everyone has to stay at home and be self-quarantined. You know, what the what the right move to do in this kind of situation is still a little bit out. Um well, we really only know with hindsight what was effective and what was not effective. And if these calls to close everything mm. and, and basically shut the economy down was the right call or not right call, if it will save lives or not. But Well, Josh and I were also just, you know, over the weekend, it was it felt like every hour was an entire day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> things are changing morning yeah, to evening. Yeah. And like then we were like, I wonder what's going to happen with Las Vegas. And because uh, they were like two or three days behind New York. Yeah. Yes. And. You know, Spiegel, Spiegel World was the last to shut down. And so it was really interesting to watch, like, the journey that Cirque du Soleil had to choose and Spiegel World. Um, but now all of those are closed down. And then our friend Bo Park, our choreographer friend, is working on a, a show on the Virgin Cruise. And she got out there just to be turned back around. Seven Fingers, I think, were also working on a Virgin Cruise. Yeah. That was completely shut down. I mean, if it's a live performance, it's shut down. Yeah, and I think, like, just the rollout of the past few days of just seeing all of our, as I'm sure all of you listening feel, too, like, on Instagram, just seeing all of your friends and um, maybe yourself lose work, like, in the snap of a finger, is a super weird feeling. Because, you know, you sometimes see shows close and, like, we ran out of money, we're closed, sorry. But that's like a show with a cast of, you know, 20 maybe. And then when you just see like, oh, all over the world, all of your friends just completely, I don't know, have no outlet for creative input, have no outlet to go watch things. Are indefinitely unemployed. Yeah, it's just a really weird time. And, you know, as of today, we still have really no idea how long this will continue how bad the suffering will be if you know right now broadway is hoping to get back to normal in 30 days and our show is scheduled to reopen on april 7th but you know the cdc just put out guidelines yesterday suggesting that maybe everyone should be at home for eight weeks trump uh the other day on television said it could last to july or august so you know what's going to happen is still very much tbd and the effect on the industry is going to be enormous even once we've passed it and you know one of the things i was wanting to talk about today a little bit on the show with Cirque du Soleil as um, that's really the biggest employer in our industry and the, and the, the most powerful one. And I think this is going to have such enormous consequences uh, for them uh, that it w- they will come back uh, as a completely new company. As of this morning, it was reported that Cirque du Soleil has laid off without compensation 2,600 workers, 1,200 of which are employees, 1,400 of which our staff and technicians. Uh, that's all of their Vegas shows. That's all of their touring shows. Only really the the um, 
Montreal uh, headquarters staff were the ones who were still employed. And Cirque du Soleil was already in a terrible, terrible position. Yeah, I mean, we were actually going to do a podcast talking about the recent news of Cirque du Soleil prior to all of this happening. And just to sort of break it down for people who are listening a little bit, you know, we've done many episodes where we've hypothesized about what will happen to Cirque. Recently, we interviewed Daniel Lamar, the CEO. And, you know, from what I can gather from news articles and summation and talking to people, Cirque du Soleil probably has, you know, outstanding debts of between one and two billion with a B billion dollars. Because if we remember when Guy sold the company, I believe in 2013, it still wasn't really in great shape then. And a private equity company called TPG and a Chinese company called Fossen Group bought most of Guy's stake. And the way they do that was by taking out loans essentially from banks and trying to pour more money into Cirque du Soleil, which includes buying Blue Man Group, buying V-Star, trying to open Run, which was their show in Vegas that they spent probably $100 million on, $65 million publicly, but... I would guess $100 million that closed after four months prior to the coronavirus just because of bad sales. Their new show in China that I believe the Chinese government paid for, it's called The Land of Fantasy X was the name of the show. Um, they spent $400 million on that show, or at least China did, and as soon as it opened, it had to close because of the coronavirus. Cirque is doing really bad. Their show that they were just about to open called Under the Sky uh, in Montreal was a tented show. They just fired as Devlin, the director, off of it and, and replaced her. And many of the shows that were already opening were suffering, including Amaluna, which closed early. Uh, well, the biggest tip-off, I think, for us was that Guy sold off the rest of his shares of Cirque du Soleil. And I feel like when a founding uh, person of a company sells their shares of the company they founded, it... And they get completely out. Yeah, it's like an indication, like, I don't think that this is going to be any better. Um, I'm going to get out now. And, you know, part of what this, like, acquisition strategy that we've talked about a number of times, Cirque trying to buy a lot of things, is just trying to copy what Bob Iger did with Disney, buying Marvel and buying uh, Pixar and buying the Star Wars franchise, thinking that, oh, we'll buy... We'll buy V-Star, we'll buy Blue Man Group, we'll buy this magic show, The Illusionists. But now, because of coronavirus, they're on the hook for all those bills and all those losses. And, you know, for those who who are hoping insurance will cover everything, it's still a little bit TBD and it's very dependent on what your insurance policy is. If you have regular business interruption insurance, which just means your business is interrupted, it might not cover pandemics. If you have performance interruption insurance, which covers if you have to cancel a performance the jury's still out, so we'll see even if we can get any kind of insurance yeah. claims. But it seems like Cirque du Soleil will be the one footing the bill, um, and now they've fired more than half, or you know, let go more than half of their employees. And the the Quebecois pension fund that owns now 25-30% of Cirque du Soleil, the value of all those pensions for the Canadian you know workers who whose pensions are in the funds that own Cirque are just in a terrible position, so... If I was to guess, we're going to see Cirque come out of this in three or four months at about the third of a size they are now with many of their shows uh, never reopening. Well, what's interesting is I feel like on a prior podcast, maybe I just had this thought in my head and off of the podcast, but maybe a month ago I was talking to someone and I just felt like something was going to happen that was going to burst the bubble of theater in America and circus and touring and all this stuff. It just felt like 
all these nonprofits, all these producers for commercial shows were overextending, overraising. I couldn't believe how many new projects were coming out of not great quality. Um, and it just, it just had, I just had a feeling that something was going to happen to like kind of reset everything. I would have never in a million, million trillion years come up with this scenario. Um, but I think it'll be very, very interesting to see who can survive this and who comes out of this and where we are after. I mean, I think that the public will always want to go see theater and circus and go see live entertainment. It's been around for millennia, and um, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think people are going to be craving public interaction and doing things outside socially. Um, but it will be interesting for the business side of it all what what happens. Yes, and how, you know, employers treat employees in these circumstances. You know, Cirque du Soleil, for example, just stopped paying everyone immediately. No compensation. Lindsay and I are continuing to pay our cast at least through the next uh, three to four weeks as we see if we can reopen and what's feasible for the show. But... You know, what's strange to me a little bit is, you know, there's a lot of people who've made a lot of money in their shows, millions and millions of dollars in profit, and are just cutting people and cutting jobs like that. Um, well, I think it's, like, scary, a, though. Everyone's in a different position. You know, some some employers are continuing to provide health care or some benefits, even if they're not providing any kind of wage, supplemental amount and you know it makes a big difference if we start up again in 30 days or if we start up again in right. 90 days and when if when and we will but when we do start up again how quickly the demand comes back right. for for seeing live things well i think that's why people are scared to to be to extend themselves to pay things because you don't really know how long this hiatus is going to last you know and and if you deplete your your funds over this hiatus time it's much harder to get back on your feet so i think there's like the double-edged sword of of being a good person and paying for people and trying to support them but also being like well if there's no business to come back to anyway i've supported them for a few months and then they don't have a job to come back to anyway versus okay like i can't pay them for a few months but i can bring them back to have a full-time job again yeah i think it's all um circumstantial depending it's on what so show unknown, you're on too. And, I mean just what, never know exactly nobody really knows what the right move is no no one knows you know and if your insurance will pay out then it, you know maybe you will have the funds to pay your employees maybe not but of course you know those who never had to deal with trying to get an insurance claim most people aren't <laughs> going to get that money for six months to a year right um, and it's not you know as of today the credit markets it's very hard to get access to credit because everyone's panicking so hopefully Federally and state-wise, we'll see an ability for small businesses to get loans so shows can reopen uh, without having to put money on a credit card or other kinds of ways. I also um, think it's it's such a interesting look at life of if you have a salary versus hourly wage and what you do for work and what doing your work depends on in the world in general. And, you know, a lot of people who are our friends are still sort of working from home because they can our regular friends yeah our non non entertainment non performer friends uh you know they work at facebook or jp morgan and they can still all work from home 
But, uh, you know, if you're in marketing for theater, your press for theater, your general management, your uh, ticket taker for theater. I mean, there's so many jobs that rely on audiences coming to see to you and having shows open. Um, and if you remove that in the chain of kind of the, what's that when you learn at business school, it's like the chain of um, operations, I guess. And when you remove a box from the chain, then everything else falls. I think you might be mixing metaphors with boxes and chains, but I think the idea that, <laughs> you know, if you, if you remove the demand, no, it's like a chain, right? And then each in each chain, there's like box, it's like a box of like, production and then that box goes on the chain to delivery to the warehouse that's selling the product and then the, do you see what i'm saying um i think people understand <laughs> what you're saying even if it might not be the exact right business school terminology i should just be an out-home business teacher yes i mean it's an interesting time Lindsay and i will probably try to make more podcasts but of course all of these podcasts probably have to be recorded you know remotely with our yeah. guests we have a i mean few we do have a few up. yeah we have a few older ones that we just kind of have and didn't have the perfect time to release so maybe we'll release those i mean they're kind of like outdated a little bit with how now shows have happened but i think maybe it's kind of interesting to have like a capsule of time of a period of time you know yeah, we, have, we have an interview with jenny jenny vidbell who's the old um big apple circus animal trainer and neil uh neil kahanovitz when he was still running big apple which is i think maybe interesting now looking back yeah. on like where we are now today with big apple we have an interview with troy wonderly that yes, we troy can Wonderly. release uh we had an interview with book kennison that we'll release soon so we'll you know we'll try to release those soon we're gonna try to get elizabeth streb who's a famous um choreographer acrobatic choreographer mm-hmm. on soon but to be honest everything is really still day by day <laughs> it is. I mean, that's a little hard to manage, I, but it, it's a bit about how your outlook is. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, on a personal level, too, uh, as maybe some of you know, I am pregnant. I'm 24 weeks pregnant. And just also going through the healthcare system right now with being pregnant is very interesting because it's the risk of going into a hospital versus is it important for your checkup? (laughs) And yesterday we were supposed to go into our downtown Brooklyn hospital office and we got a call that there was someone who had tested positive. So we had to go to this tiny little office in a different location in Brooklyn. It was, it really felt like we were in world war one Russia and about to be on the walking dead TV show is how it felt. What a combination of things, (laughs) you know, and I think uh, I would encourage people to use this sort of quarantine qu- quarantine time to develop their skills. You know, things you can do at home, whether that's writing something for a new show or a book or a piece of art, painting, learning to juggle, stretching more, working out. Like, I, I think the only way to to handle this this time is try to make the best use of it that that one can. Yes, I was talking. So we had a a call with our cast uh, who are all young yesterday and yeah between 19 and 25 essentially uh, yes yeah, the most amount of uh, age uh, and with most of them being around 21 20 and it's interesting being a leader for that age um, because I'm I don't know what I'm doing you know we're, when Josh and I are, are taking the news day by day too you know but what's interesting is they're not reading the news as much as they are just like looking at Instagram 
and Twitter and getting snippets and not reading an entire article. So they see a headline and then we get texts from them like, is this happening? Like, did you read the entire article? No. Did you look at the CDC website? No. So it's been an interesting lesson, too, of like managing um, young people through this crisis. And a lot of them live in San Diego. So the whole, do they stay? Do they go? Is it safer for their families to be here? I mean, it's just, it's been interesting. But I think on the call, we all came to the conclusion that having a task to do and having a group purpose of creating art together still is important through this time to keep you focused and not feel like, what am I doing? (laughs) So that was our approach. And I think like it does help to have a schedule still and a calendar and be like, okay, I'm going to do a video of this here. I'm going to do, I'm going to post my, my routine. I'm going to post what my workout regime is. I'm going to create a new act and post it. I mean, like, luckily we still do have the internet as an outlet to create and share. And I think like utilizing that is helpful for everyone because everyone's just dying to watch something. Yes. And, uh, you know, for those who are looking to watch something, Joe Pinzon, who is a uh, circus director, circus performer, he's been on the podcast before. He put his whole show, Filament, online for free Mm -hmm. for people to watch. It's a great contemporary circus show. But there's a lot of things also that you can, you know, dig up if you're looking for it, I think Wes Peden just dropped some juggling videos. So, you know, we're going to try to keep... put, Maybe we put Slumber out, but it's like not the right version, not the greatest version. Oh, yeah, that might. I don't know. We'll see if we we'll see if it gets People to the 90 day like, oh period. Maybe we'll put Slumber out. <laughs> yeah, that's why we put Slumber out when it's like I'm dying. For when the actual apocalypse has, has reached reached its peak. Um But yeah, we'll try to keep creating content for you guys, you know, whether that's podcasts, dance videos um different kinds of fun things if you're looking for a way to support us buying merch you know we have so much merch we can't sell right now because no one's coming to the show i'm literally (laughs) staring at in my office boxes of beyond babel sweatshirts hoodies that actually have flown off the shelf we've had to reorder these four times because they're so popular yeah so go on the our show's website they actually are very comfortable beyondbabbleshow.com order merch order a hat t-shirt tote those things really are helping us you know, support our artists through the next month. Yeah, if you have any ideas for collaboration that we can do, uh, you know, remotely. I always think that that's fun, too. It's What did you say to the cast yesterday? You said something good about constraints. Oh, yeah. You know, creativity only only happens with constraints. If you have if you have an infinite amount of money and time and space, you're going to make Run. absolute garbage. <laughs> I just did some real shady. What did you say? <laughs> I said, when you have an infinite amount of time and money, you create something. And I said, like, run. Oh, like, run. Yeah. Are, are you, you in? in? But, uh, you know, these are some serious constraints. Stay at home. Don't leave your house. <laughs> you know. And there's uh, two of my absolute favorite, favorite clowns, comedians, uh, Voki Kalfayan and Jonathan Taylor. Um, created a show called Freaks in a Box, which was created by locking themselves in an apartment, just the two of them, for a full week and just creating characters and silly content. And that, you know, I believe generated the uh, the absinthe main character amongst other famous things that people have seen. 
So I think there are certainly great examples. If you listen back to our podcast with Adam Kukler, uh, who's a, also a clown and juggler and uh, amazing individual, he talks about how during a snowstorm he got cooped up inside and learned to play an instrument and how that ended up getting him a gig with Seven Fingers. So there's, you know, there are examples abound with how people can use this time wisely. Um, I think it's just about keeping as much as one can a positive a positive mentality and taking it day by day. I think, you know, at least for me, this first part of the quarantine period, these first three or four days have been very difficult and emotionally draining, having to refund tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of advanced ticket sales and having to manage our cash and sending people home and keeping people here and making sure people are healthy. But, you know, in a week or two from now, when everyone is just bored and sitting at home, you know, that's the time to take advantage of it. Maybe I'll try to get my right leg split back. Oh, Maybe God. not. That might take more than 90 <laughs> days. That might take. You know, I was a thinking, though, if I were Jenny Vidbelt, I would just. The animal trainer. Yeah, the animal trainer who was previously at Big Apple. She probably has so much time now to train all these animals new tricks. She's going to come out with a whole new animal act. Yes. You know, the thing is that, as I believe Joe Penzon and I were talking about last week before shit really hit the fan. Like, this is a good opportunity for the people who come out of it to come out strong. Like, those, it will be a, um, I believe the, like, cold term for it is, like, a culling of the herd. Like, both from a from a um, health and, and people perspective, but also from a business perspective. The virus, coronavirus, is, you know, attacking essentially the weakest among us. And it goes for the same for shows. The, the weakest shows will... Maybe not come back. I mean, certainly many of the shows in New York on Broadway will never reopen. Yeah, there was a post on. Uh, so Michael Riedel is a is a gossip columnist essentially for theater. Um, it's kind of stopped doing it now, but uh, he did post on the New York Post, uh, like maybe two days ago, three days ago, um, and he surmised, which was the biggest shocker of them all, that Phantom of the Opera might not open ever reopen. again. Reopen. We'll see. Andrew Lodover might foot the bill to keep it open. Yeah. But I also mean just from a circus company point of view, like um, everybody is shut down and already this business, many of these businesses are so thin on their cash margins on how they operate that they won't be able to come back. But for those who are startups and new companies and people who, who are able to come back, you're going to find a market that has less competition in it. Um, and it should it should help grow businesses once we get through this period. I listened to today to to Andrew Cuomo talk about how much time it will take and, and sort of the attitude that we have to have about it. And I think the attitude is that it, it will pass. It will take a while, but it will pass. And I think we all have to remember, like, yeah. as, as dark as we are in the moment, this is not going to last forever. Things will return to normal. How soon that will be is, you know, TBD. But um, And, you know, this is all because some asshole ate a bat well, we don't know exactly if it's because they ate a bat or the bat <laughs> pooped on something and something ate the poop and then they ate that. But still, it's all about a stupid bat. Yeah. I'm going to kill all the bats. No, just kidding. I love animals. <laughs> <laughs> Except that bat. Yes. You know, um, crazy times in the world. <laughs> also, the isn't it crazy to think that a tiny little animal like a bat could cause so much havoc on the world? Yes, it it is absolutely bonkers <laughs> just to th- to think about how how widespread the you know this this is. 
So if you have people you want us to talk to in this break, people you know are sitting at home, maybe it's you, maybe you have questions about um, what you think will happen, you want us to talk about it, you know, if anybody has anything like that, feel free to shoot them to us. Hello at hideawaycircus.com is our email address. Feel free to ping us, you know, honestly about anything. We're going to try to make a few more podcasts over the next coming weeks to entertain everybody. But, um, you know, we're wishing everybody a lot of health and love. Uh, please, uh, at least for the next two weeks, minimum, stay at home. Try to minimize your, your contact with the people. Everyone knows about social distancing. Do your best to wash your hands as much as you can. I know I'm not the best messenger of that because it's already kind of against my nature to wash my hands as much as one should. But So annoying. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, you know, for those who are Patriots fans, including myself, I'm sorry we've lost Tom Brady to our team today, you know, just to add on to the bad news. But <laughs> I know they couldn't wait know. to announce that till like, I don't know, a week or two later. Yes, but I mean, this is having just as big of an impact on the sports world as it is on the uh, theater, oh, yeah. dance, circus, showbiz world. Yes. So we're sending our love to everybody who's listening. Please stay healthy, stay at home. Subscribe to us on iTunes for, you know, all these new upcoming episodes. Thankfully, we actually don't have to ask you to rate our show anymore. Apple stopped doing the ratings, so all you have to do is just enjoy well, listening did. to it. They did. Oh, well, that's nice. It that's is. like removing the likes on Instagram. It is. It's like removing the likes on Instagram, <laughs> trying to trying to make people feel less bad about... Um, their popularity. Their popularity. Or... But, I mean, come on. We're very popular. Very popular. <laughs> you know, we separately, I think, we'll have to do an episode at some point where we catch you up on... Uh, you know, everything wonderful that happened with Beyond Babble, our dance show. We got, you know, New York Times critics pick. We were playing sold-out performances. It was really, honestly, the most amazing two and a half months of Lindsay and I's career. But I think on a day like today, it's probably not the best to... Um, no, it also makes me more depressed because you're like, ah, oh, we had such a good trajectory. Thing. Yeah, and then it's, like, all crumbled. But, of course, we have continued to put out Behind Babel um, documentary series, so you can follow us on our Instagram. Posted all the episodes there. Also, Keone and Mari, our creative partners uh, on Beyond Babel, they've posted them on their YouTube channel. So, you know, you can go through some of that content if you're looking for, you know, 30 minutes worth of fun Hideaway Circus-related video things. Uh, but we were thinking of everybody, praying for everybody, our hearts and... Uh, Minds go out to those who are, you know, directly impacted um, by the coronavirus. Please, everybody, stay quarantined, stay at home, stay healthy, and shoot us questions. If there are things you want us to talk about. Yeah. So with that, we sign off to go to another room in our apartment uh, and not go anywhere else. But I think, like, yeah, we'll just just try to stay positive. It's hard for me, but you know, we got to do it. All right, everybody. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Stay healthy. Bye.